The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh! Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! It's Christmas. Let's do it! Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. What's up, Mr. Large and in Charge? Jason Rambo, how the hell you doing, buddy? It's been a, been a while since we've seen each other face-to-face. You living down there in the South now. Oh, yeah, I'm just finding frog hair split three ways. Ooh, so, wow. that's fine. Yeah, that's really fine. It's, it's a little toasty down here, that's for sure. But yeah, uh, we're we're starting. You're missing all that nice fall weather up here. It's finally starting to get nice and cool in the evenings, and uh, got to put a little you know sweatshirt or a jacket on uh, in, early in the morning and late in the evening. Yeah, that's that's the time of the year I usually lost a lot of laundry. I'd go to work with a hoodie on and a jacket or something, and then by noon it's all peeled off and down to a t-shirt. And yep, running your air conditioner on the way home. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'd get in the truck and get halfway home, realized I left my sweatshirt behind to see the dozer or whatever. So, but, uh, you doing any shooting? Yeah. Uh, went to the airport Ridge tournament last weekend and I think I'm going to bounce over to Eagle's nest this weekend just for something to do. Um, nothing major, just, you know, shooting the local stuff. How about you? Well, um, Mr. Bruce Potter from, uh, blackjack, Sporting Clays came and picked me up, kidnapped me, if you will. I'm, that's what I'm calling it. And uh, we went down to uh, Vero Beach and shot down there. And, man, what a heck of a tournament. It was awesome. Uh, the only two events we shot were Super Sporting and the Saturday Main. But uh, really good, really good time. Had a lot of fun. Got to see Brian Palmer again, hang out with him and his wife. So that was good. Um, cool. But, uh, no, it was it was really cool. It's, uh, it's definitely different than being down there than when we were in february you know yeah well you'll be back in ohio not too long right another week or so yes sir i'll be the back there and then we're off to nationals uh reminder for everyone we will not have a podcast the week of the nationals uh we'll be releasing the top gun shootout um i'm hoping we can get it released the next day but we're going to record that and then release it because the cell phone reception is so bad there Right. Um, and plus, by recording it, it's going to give us a chance to cut out the downtime in between stations and all that stuff that they do. So, right. um, but just a reminder, Sean and I will be recording that. However, Sean and I will be live uh, from the Nationals. Um, here and there, we're going to go visit some sponsors, walk through their booths, talk to them, look at some of their products they have, and um, hopefully give the people that can't make it to the National Shooting Complex, give them a little taste of what it's like to be at the National Championship. Right, exactly. So, um, Sean, I believe you've got attorney talk we got to get to, right? Yeah, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. It's attorney talk. <laughs> Brought to you by Score Chaser. All right, this one's kind of a mouthful. The 38th Annual Ducks Unlimited Las Vegas Continental at Clark County Shooting Complex is now open for 2024. The shoot will be held March 13th through the 17th. Wow, that was a mouthful. I think Jules would have had to edit the crap out of that if I tried it. So. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm surprised I didn't tongue-tie <laughs> myself about twice through that thing. So, 
Well, hey, this is kind of cool, man. We've got the dynamic duo of Blaze Whitehead and Sean Kemeter coming on. What do you think about that, Sean? Uh, they're a couple of upcoming upcoming uh, young guns. They're definitely lighting it up out there on the tournament circuit. Well, Sean's been around for a while. Um, you know, I remember seeing him at PSEA, and, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff. But uh, Blaze is not too long at SCTP. I think about four, maybe five years now. So, um, But he is definitely, they're both excellent shooters and... Uh, well, let's just, let's, I'll tell you what, Sean, let's just get him on and talk to him. Sounds good. The Dead All right, joining us on the phone, we got Blaze Whitehead and Sean Kemeter. Blaze, Sean, how you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. How about yourself? So, uh, so let me ask you guys. So, Sean, where, where am I calling you from? Or where, where am I calling you? I'm Pennsylvania. You're in Pennsylvania. And Blaze, where are you at? Uh, I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania as well. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Jason's down in Florida, and I'm still stuck in Ohio, so we're all over the place here tonight. Um, so I'm going to start with uh, with Sean first. Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, you said where you're from, uh, when you got shooting, uh, what, what, what class you're in right now, yada, yada. Just give our listeners a little bit of background of yourself. All right, well, I've been shooting for around 10 years competitively. I would say 13 years all together with the shotgun at Clay's. Mm-hmm. I started uh, when I was just a young kid shooting skeet with a side-by-side, fixed, full, full, double triggers, 20-gauge. Oh, gee, nice. Christmas. <laughs> nice. That's what my uh, grandpa set me up with. He's a great guy. Some of you listeners might uh, know him very well. He doesn't get around anymore, so most of the newer guys don't know him, but he was a fan favorite when he was in town. So I've been shooting for 10 to 13 years. And competitively, I went to college at Lindenwood University on a master class. And I like to say I was part of the, the PSA Pro Tour back in the day. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Blaze, how about you, buddy? Give us the rundown on yourself. All right. I, uh, I've been shooting for roughly about six or seven years now. Uh, I've been doing the circuit for the past three or four years and um in master class and i got started by back in the day me and my dad used to do a lot of pheasant hunting and uh we got invited to do a fundraiser at a sporting clays range and uh we went out and we're like this is fantastic we love this and Mm -hmm. uh just caught on from there and grew bigger and bigger nice well sean I remember seeing you for the first time on TV. You were shooting off against Wendell Cherry in San Antonio at a PSEA event. Um, but it seemed like it wasn't too long after that. You kind of dropped off the radar a little bit. Did you take a break from shooting for a while? Yes. After I graduated from college, I went into the real world of working. And that is so much fun, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Took a break for about a year and a half to two years. And uh, I was actually working for Domino's and upper management. I wanted to own my own franchise for a while. And COVID, as it destroyed a lot of our lives, really destroyed that dream of mine because I found out the restaurant industry is not where it's at during a pandemic. A lot of hours and a lot of dedication. But my dad was able to give me a, a job opportunity. So that's where I'm working. That's where I'm working at now with him. Uh, we do financing and sales of manufactured homes. So that keeps me pretty busy. And it's a lot leaning on the scheduling. So what was it that brought you back to shooting? 
I mean, what was it just the urge? I can't take it any longer. I got to go back. Or what was it? Oh, shooting has been my entire life. I can't tell you how many people I met within this game or how much influence it's had in my entire life. Like I never pulled that trigger the first time. I can't, I can't honestly imagine how my life would be now. People I met ways to be one of them, which is a story in itself. But, uh, I just couldn't stand seeing scores. I always keep track of how Blaze was doing or my other buddies. And I just always had the urge to compete. I'm a very competitive person. And I knew that my dad also knew that. So when he saw me not looking as happy because I wasn't shooting, he gave me that job opportunity. So I would be able to travel more and have a more lenient schedule. Oh, very cool. That's cool. Well, well, Sean, uh, I'm going to ask Blaze the same question in just a minute. What are some of your big accomplishments that you're most proud of? Hmm. I'm not a person that likes to brag or like set myself up, but I have been on the All-American team probably mostly every year I shot, I can't, if I can remember. Okay. I've been on the United States Junior USA team. I got to go over a trip to England, which is pretty cool. I've been on the PSCA tour. I have won a lot of Local to medium sized shoots. Uh, I play some, some top threes in, at uh, regionals. Looking for that national win yet, but uh, it's coming one day. Gotcha. Well, I think that's a lot of, uh, that's on a lot of people's bucket list, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blaze, what about you, man? What do you, what, what have you accomplished and what are you proud of? Um, I have, uh, I shot pretty good at the Western Regional this year. I have been uh, pretty close to winning the Pennsylvania State Tournament, um, but I've been uh, bringing my friend along, you know, Sean, so he <laughs> could take it every year. And, uh, <laughs> and then um, besides that, uh, the New York State, we both shot pretty good at, and uh, I've won uh, the SCTP shoot before. I think that's about it. Still trying to make a name for myself. Gotcha. That's nothing wrong with that. So, Blaze, you worked directly with Anthony, is that correct? That is correct, yep. What was that like? I mean, have you had any other coaching, or just Anthony was your coach? No, I mean, um, when I started, you know, um, my my father was my coach, and then until uh, you get to a certain point, and then right. from there, um, you know, we got everybody's opinion about, you know, who's the best coach that was, you know, closest to us, and... Um, we happen to just go to the right guy and um you know he suggested anthony and uh i just hit it off with anthony and uh never knew how great of a shooter he was until we really got into the sport and everything and then once we found out i knew i made the right choice right off the uh right off the bat right Gotcha. Well, I mean, you guys obviously seem like you're great friends. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's a lot of this sport you see people traveling around. So, I mean, what does it mean to have kind of a partner in crime when you're out there competing on the same circuit? Uh, do you feel it helps you? Is there anything that takes away from that when you're competing against each other? Or what's the vibe or how do you guys feel? Um, you know, Sean, do you want to answer first and we can let Blaze answer as well? I love shooting with Blaze and there's no one out there that I would rather shoot with in any tournament. Whether big or small, and boys. Wow. And we work together very well. Uh, we help each other. We compete against each other. There's times where we're both in the spot, say, for instance, the PA State shoot this year. They're one target off each other going to day two, but we're shooting together. That's a lot of pressure on both of us. We were still friends the whole time. We helped each other the whole time. We helped pick each other up when we were down. And we both finished together. 
We'll stay friends. Um, you guys both seem like you're traveling nonstop. I mean, we see you guys at shoots all over the place. Um, how do you guys decide which shoots you're going to go to and which ones matter the most to the two of you? I think I can answer this one, boys, if you want to stick in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know Sean <laughs> used to, um, besides this year, he used to, you know, look at what kind of return he could get, you know, back home. You know, as soon as he got back from his break, that was his biggest thing, you know, for getting back into it. Um, like just hitting the local shoes, shoots and seeing um, what kind of return he could get with. Uh, I know there's certain shoots like going station that has really good returns and uh, shoots like that. And then this year, I feel I got Sean to branch out a little more and um, travel a little more. And, uh, therefore, um, we've been able to hit some of the bigger ones, which, which is great. More of my, more of my goal to, uh, make a name for myself and to, you know, I mean, who you shoot against is, um, you know, the level you're going to stay at. So if you're at the highest level, you always got to be your best and it's always going to push you to be better and better and better compared to possibly shooting back home and, only happen to get that little bit better. Right. Well, that's well said. All right. I, I Okay. I got to ask you guys, and I don't care which one of you wants to answer. What is it about make a break? I mean, you guys can always be found just, I mean, absolutely pounding targets over at make a break. I mean, any shoot we go to there, you two are, I mean, what, what is it that draws you guys to that game so much? Kind of like, Kind of embarrassing, I would say, but I know what the clubs can't control this. But most of the time, the payouts are better at the make or break than it is winning the main event. So if you're trying to recoup your money, there's a good shot you can recoup it if you can win the make or break. There you go. For instance, for instance, like Anthony's at Northeast Regional, one of the best make or breaks. You get the Calcutta, you get good payouts, everything. That's a good way to have a nice side chunk of change. And I, I use that to reinvest in myself to go to like more shoots travel wise, like Arizona. So I don't have to go in my own expense pocket, I like to call it, for uh, traveling. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. But make or break is a good way to pass the time. It can get very expensive, and those uh, the make or break crew, the official make or break crew, know me very well there. <laughs> <laughs> there is times where I get out of hand. And it really? Becomes a pr- it's like a gambling problem. It's not even gambling. It's just... More or less my pride at, at some points. <laughs> For instance, uh, I think the South, the South Central Regional last year in Mississippi. I went down there with uh, Amber and Blaze. And I, I said I was just going to shoot the main event and do the make or break. I'm getting the make or break. It was my first year back, like, doing the whole, like, circuit tour. And I'm like, I want to win one of these things. I'm like, I'm going to do it. That's going to be, like, one of my events. I made it, like, my, one of my events. And I couldn't qualify to save my life. I was trying. I could hit every bird. I just couldn't put it together. I, I must have spent like six, $700 trying that. It got to the point where I figured out that make or break takes credit card because I ran out of cash. Oh, I forgot to do it. So I had to go up to the club and pay them with the credit card and then buy my shell. So I was out of ammo as well. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, it got pretty bad. And that's where I drew the line. I'm like, I had a problem. <laughs> 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 Gotta make like a a group for this make a break group. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Blaze, any, any thoughts on the make a break for you, buddy? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Sean made uh, a lot of good points there. And um, another point or two I was thinking was um, it also helps with uh, experience, not only payback, but, um, you know, if you're in a shootout or something, you know, it helps with dealing under pressure, you know, because you have all those people watching you. Mm -hmm. And uh, in case you do get in a shootout, definitely you have an edge on the other person. And like Sean said, you know, with the money return, that definitely helps to reinvest in yourself. You know, it also comes back to the point as uh, I know some people, you know, they check in to see, hey, who won the make or break? You know, I know a lot of the like pros or really great guys don't always shoot it, but sometimes they do. And um, I'll have people the next day like, hey, great shooting on the make or break, you know, just trying to make a name for yourself. Gotcha. All right. Well, let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit here. So at this point in your career, do either of you guys, you know, train practice regularly? I mean, I, I would think you would. And if so, how often? And then also, what kind of things do you work on when training? I'll let Blaze go first. Okay. I, um, yeah, so I still get coached by Anthony Matarese. I actually had a lesson yesterday with him. Okay. And I, I uh, don't get as many lessons as I used to, but I try and, you know, fill a couple in each year just in case I get through the year and I'm really struggling on a target such as at the last regional, I struggled with uh, a driven target. I've only seen that three times in my career and it's been three times this year. So that's something new for me. We worked on that and um, a few birds, you know, I lacked confidence in just to reassure myself for the longest time. I was holding my gun real low. And bending over and pushing the back of my gun up. So I was shooting over targets. So we're also working on me standing up and holding the gun more straight. Gotcha. All right, Sean, how about you? This may come off a little surprising to most people. But if you're real close to me, you know I really, I don't practice. Especially like Blaze Owl. What okay. I call my practices, like since I work during the week, I can't get time away to go shoot targets at the local club or travel to Eminem or any of the better sized clubs near me. So on the weekends, usually up north, we're lucky enough that we get a tournament, either one or two day tournament every weekend for most of the year, especially during the spring and summertime. And me and Blaze or even just myself, sometimes I just go out on the weekends and do that. I feel like the best place for me to practice is in a tournament setting where even though I'm not competing against, you can say the top people, all the top people in the country, I'm still competing against people with good talent. And I have the same mindset I have at a regional, no matter what size, I always try to go with the winning mentality. I'm very competitive. And also I found that active class money is a pretty nice way to pay for your shooting if you win. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, all right. In addition to that, I was going to ask you guys, so leading up to a tournament, do you guys do anything special to prepare? I mean, do you eat a special diet? Do you get extra sleep? All right. Um, so I kind of uh, missed one of your questions in the last one. So we'll go back real quick. Um, so pretty much you asked like how often I shoot. I try and shoot roughly on the weekends, like Sean said, like a Saturday or a Sunday tournament. And then um, during the week, I try and practice once or twice a week. But with work, it's it's tough. I uh, 
I'm an electrician, so I start early and sometimes, most of the time, work pretty late. So especially this time of year when it's getting uh, dark earlier, it's it's tough to find time to practice. Right. So if you are practicing and then you know you know you have a tournament coming up that weekend, is there anything that you change up? Or or maybe even a better question would be leading up to a bigger tournament, like let's talk about a regional or nationals or something like that. Is there anything that you change up prior to going into that tournament that you feel helps you or makes a difference? So the week before a regional, I mostly try and shoot relatively softer targets just to build confidence and, you know, go over planning and to be real confident in myself. And um, I'd say week to week and a half before regional. But anytime before that, I try and, um, you know, like work on things, you know, that I really struggle with or I worry about. But besides that, like I said, a uh, week before, I mostly try and shoot softer targets just to build my confidence in the meantime to get ready for the regional. Gotcha. Okay. So you're not like protein diet or anything weird like that going into a tournament, right? You're not really changing anything that drastic. No, nothing crazy. I mean, me and Sean are pretty much the easiest people going, you know, that you'll ever meet. <laughs> we just gotcha. kind of take it by the minute. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, I love All it. right. Well, well, Sean, how about you, buddy? I mean, anything leading up to a tournament that you do differently? I know that you're a working guy like us, so it's hard to find time, but... Oh, the biggest thing for me, I like to know, is uh, who's setting the targets, or I try to visualize the club, the backgrounds, and how, especially if I travel to a place, if I travel to the, a club before, I'm guaranteeing myself I'm going to have a lot more success than I would my first visit to the club. And that kind of seems weird to people, but for me, I like being comfortable when I shoot, and I know what I'm going to experience. So with most target setters, I can gauge what they're going to set by me knowing them and like previous experiences shooting their targets. And I run that through my mind. And it's very important, I feel, for a lot of shooters, because I feel like there's two different mindsets for the game. When you shoot easy targets, you can't miss. You know what I mean? Can't miss. Uh, you're trying to be almost perfect to win HOA, especially at the bigger shoots. Whereas, as you've seen last weekend, I know, like a one, you know, 186 one, if that's correct, 184, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's 14 more birds. That's a big difference. 10 birds difference on a, on a, like a professional level. That's a lot of birds. That states difficulty. But now there's a whole different mental game, I feel, going into a, a course you know is going to be set harder, like the U.S. Open by your Kenningway. Now it's okay to miss, whereas you should be easier course. Missing one or two is going to put you out, so you already know you're out. But I know I can probably judge the club in advance, and I have that mental preparedness ready to go for the tournament day. Well, Sean, in in light of all of that, I mean, you took fourth at the North Central Regional. So what was it, in, in conjunction with everything you just said, what was it about that shoot? Was it the targets? Did you just know that club and the terrain and what they were going to set? I mean, what was it that made you perform so well there? Uh, I will, for one, I shot with Blaze, and usually we don't shoot together regionals because my scheduling is uh, usually pretty late. So I was fortunate to shoot with Blaze, so I was very comfortable, especially with Mike Wilgus. I shot with him before. And going in there, I knew they are going to set harder targets, so they're known to set 
some crazier stuff or leave people speechless maybe or questioning like what's going on or like you can't hit these so i knew in advance it wasn't going to be you need to hit them all kind of course and i went in there had a great day first day i was shooting phenomenal i think i ended with a 90 the first day but i finished poorly i blew four on station three on the green course and i knew like it was a hard shoot like i said like i was okay it happened in the past, move on, you still have a shot. I had people come up to me unbelievably and are like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Or, oh, that's it. You're done. You might as well pack it up and go home. And I'm like, well, you don't know what you're talking about because tomorrow is another day. <laughs> yeah. And the next day I put up a 96, which was the highest score I think shot by anybody, tied with a couple of people. So it put us right back in there so we could make at least some kind of showing. But I wouldn't say that uh, it was a great day great weekend or I had a good performances and I also had a lot of things I need to work on. But I feel like every course I come out of, I always feel like I need to work on something and that's because I'm very competitive and I'm very, I like to be perfect or try to perfect my game. Well, I think honestly that statement you just made about how important it is not to give up or fold your cards because you don't know what the next day is going to bring. And I know there's a lot of shooters out there. They start off rough or something bad happens and it's easy to kind of just say, well, it's over. I guess I'm just, you know, shooting an expensive practice or whatever, you know, people say like that. But I think that's so important uh, because it, it can come down to just one or two targets. And I guess, you know, the, the message there is don't give up because you just never know what's going to happen. Hey, never give up. I always call the second day money day to me in place. Like money day is Sunday. It's where the champions are made. And uh, a lot of people I see, they, they throw up some crazy scores. I put in, for instance, like New York State. I... Because I thought I did poorly. I shot an 89 the first day. Uh, I was probably down, I think, six. So most people down six going to 100 for a target to make up that up is very hard. But I always know, like, you don't know what the other person's mental game is. You don't know how they handle missing a target on the second day. Or you don't know what's going through their mind or how they deal with pressure. But I know that I can handle pressure. And I know that that's not going to affect me. And I went out there. It was a harder course that day. I shot a 95, and I won by one. Came back by six, down by six. Nice. I've done it before, and I tell it to Blaze every time that you should never give up. I have so many examples of people coming back and winning. It's like, especially Anthony at U.S. Opens. He always does that for yeah. nationals. For four days, he's a completely different person when it comes to the bigger, longer shoots. His mental game is amazing. Yeah, and, and, and Blaze, along those lines, you know, you were just recently at the South Central Regional, and I saw you posted somewhere about, you know, you had a good start on your first day of the main event, but then you had a rough start on your second day. So, you know, you didn't kind of end up where you wanted, but, you know, again, I guess, you know, along the lines of what Sean was talking about. So how do you handle that when you're kind of in the midst of dealing with uh, a frustrating performance? How do you keep on track and how do you keep pushing ahead? Exactly. Um like you said before, you know, a big thing that I tell myself all the time is, you know, even if it's the second day, you know, and you already know the scores and everything, just never give up. And um, another thing I also tell myself is uh, if I'm giving 100 percent, if I'm giving a, I feel like I'm giving 100 percent focus and I'm paying attention and trying my hardest, then that's the best I could do that day. You know, and not every day you're going to be able to be on, you know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. 
and uh, days in between. But um, a big thing for me is as long as you gave it 100 percent effort that day and you know you did, then you did your your best that day. Yeah. And let, let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> yeah, that's very important. Exactly. What you said. There's one big thing I picked up in there that a lot of people have a uh, struggle trying to grasp is the fact that it's okay to have a bad day. It's your competitive and competitiveness inside you that makes you feel bad. So that's a good thing to feel because if you didn't feel like you have a competitiveness in you, why are you competing? Exactly. But you're going to have a bad day and it's how you deal with that bad day that keeps you from having another bad day right after a bad day. That's very, that's, yeah, that's very well said, Sean. So, Hey, I got another question here for you guys. Um, Sean, we'll start with you. As competitive as you are, I know you have goals. I mean, is there is there a big goal on your bucket list you can share with everybody? Um, starting back into it, I just wanted to enjoy shooting again and going to these big shoots, seeing some past friends and, and kindling some friendships that I lost in being out of the game. And now that I'm getting more and more into it and getting my game improving a little bit more i am going to try to do the circuit again next year i always say like oh one more year i'll try but i'm going to make the team usa that'll be one of my bigger goals for the open team that's an awesome goal Mm -hmm. very hard to do yeah (laughs) not a lot of not a lot of margins yeah no no not at all um, what about you, Blaze? Do you have a, an ultimate goal? Is there, you know, you want to want a regional or, or going after the national title? I mean, what's, what's your big bucket list goal? Yeah. I mean, um, it's a long list, you know, um, but you got to have dreams, right? Absolutely. Pennsylvania States would be another to win that. Uh, congrats to Sean that, uh, winning that. That was great. Um, like I said before, a regional uh, title, national title, and eventually, as Sean said, to make it on Team USA. But you know, in the open class, as he said, there's not not much room to spare. You got to be very consistent. It's all about consistency. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think it'll be really cool, and it's a, this is my my whole dream. Like Team USA, it's a, it's a good yearly dream, but my lifelong dream would be to. Well, win the national sporting place title, get the rings. I like rings. I got a lot of rings in college. Those are only collegiate rings. I won the, the national sub-gauge overall ring, sporting. But I like to get every ring possible, whether it's from trap, eat, all the gauges, and whatever ring and shooting you can get. I want to do all the disciplines. So as soon as I win the national sporting place, however long that takes, we're going to see Oh jeez, <laughs> you just go you just go from one dark side to the next. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I I know you guys listen to the show, and uh, we, I, we do the rapid fire. Um, I'm going to take Blaze, and then I'll let Sean take you, Sean, Sean, and Sean. There we go, Blaze. All right, let's start this off. What gun do you shoot? I shoot a uh, DT11, uh, 32 inch barrels. Yes, sir. Ported? Non-ported. Okay. Fixed choke or screwing choke? Screwing. Um, what kind of chokes you use? Uh, right now I use extreme 20s. Okay, so your go-to constriction is a 20. What uh, what kind of ammo do you shoot? Uh, I shoot uh, double A's. Uh, my favorite ones are either uh, 
ounce and eight, 1250, seven and a halves, or one ounce, 1250, seven and a halves, or one ounce, 1290s. Okay. Um, Next question here is vest or shell bag, and I know you're a bear pelt shooter, aren't you? Correct. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. Good, good, good choice there. Um, glasses. What glasses do you wear? Uh, Peel glasses. Hearing protection? Just the, um, I don't even know what they call them. The, what do they call them? The, the oh, foam, foam twisties. twisties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the, the melted ones, you know, the ones they put in your ear and, uh, Oh, okay. So they're custom fit foam. Oh, the fitted foams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the last question here on the rapid fire is what's in your bag? What we're looking for is, you know, something odd that you carry with you. And you can't, you can't fib on this one because your buddy's on the other phone here. So if you don't tell us, he's going to rat you out. I'm going to rat you out, please. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm not sure about this one. What and it's what's what's in what's in his range bag, right? Well, I mean, what something something odd, like the lucky rabbit's foot or something. You know what I mean? My water bottle. I always carry a water oh bottle. Oh my gosh! Yes. And always drink water. Oh, I drink yes. like Poison like water. a water per station. I drink a lot of water. Wow, that's a good thing. Though. And ask him. Ask him to use the trash can. No. This <laughs> <laughs> on my golf cart. <laughs> I take care of it at the end of the day, but man, do I have a lot of garbage by the end of the day. Oh, that's funny. Blaze his bad habits. Takes the shells out of his uh out of the case here and the box, dumps them in his vest, puts the empty box back in the golf cart, water bottle trash in the golf cart. End of the day I'm like, why is this like a dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> trash cans on every station, Blaze. <laughs> Jason, I was just gonna say they sound like me and you. Uh, I know, <laughs> like, right? Younger, younger versions. I I put I put my empty boxes and my water bottles in Sean's gear bag. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while there, we were filling our garbage in each other's cars without us knowing. <laughs> yeah, we we've done that too. We've done that. Too. <laughs> it was great when he got a parking spot. Then I knew every day where he'd be. Yeah, I never knew what kind of car he drove. I couldn't get him back. <laughs> Good thing I bought a rental car. <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, your turn. Uh, let's start off with your gun. What kind of gun do you shoot? I shoot a Zoe V Sport, thirty-two inch barrels. Okay. How about your chokes? Fixed or screwing? Uh, screwing pure golds. I like everything pure gold. I've been a pure gold guy for many years. A shooter for them. Great What's your- family. What's your go-to constrictions when you're shooting? 2020s. 2020s. All right, how about... 2020s are where it's at. Gotcha. So that's what you're most comfortable with. Gotcha. Uh, What's your favorite shell? Double A, the Super Handicaps, and the seven and a halves. Okay. And are you a vest or a shell bag guy? Oh, vest. 100%. Okay, which kind of vest do you shoot with? I like that Italian Castellani. Castellani, okay. And how about your glasses? Glasses, I'm currently shooting the, the Pila, I think the X7s. Okay. And what about your uh, hearing protection? Homies, I lose them too much. I'm, a, I'm really bad at that. I <laughs> stopped buying the good ones because I keep losing them, and I'm like, you know what? I don't deserve that. So <laughs> homies, are, homies are me. Yeah, well, that's an honest answer. Nothing wrong with that. All right, now Blaze is on the other end here. Anything you carry in your bag that's unique? Okay. Blaze will keep you honest. Uh, oh, okay. I think I'm the only one that actually has a range bag. 
So my <laughs> range bag, I have all my glasses set up, all my lenses for different lighting, lighting changes. And I hate when lighting changes. I like to stick with one lens all day. I have lens wipes, uh, extra shelves, nothing fancy or crazy. Every now and then I have like a lucky coin or something I find lucky that I win with and it sticks with me for a while. And that okay. could change because eventually I'll lose it. <laughs> and then I have to find something else. <laughs> Need to get him like a chain or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, well, I tell you what, uh, that's interesting because it's cool that you guys are, you know each other so well. Like I said, it's, it's a lot like me and Jason. I mean, we, we pretty much know what each other's habits are and what our favorite things are and how we do through a tournament and stuff. So that's just crazy when you got a good buddy like that and you know what's going on. So thank you guys for. Uh, answering those questions that was very cool before we let you guys go let's circle back to blaze real quick uh blaze you got any sponsors you want to thank anybody that's helped you out along the way you want to say thank you to oh for sure uh, i'd like to thank uh bear pelt and their family and everything they uh they're super supportive they're really great people and honestly they would do anything for you so i'd like to say thank you to them and uh Distillery. I just say thank you to him for uh, sponsoring me, and uh, I spread his booze uh, around. And uh, so, if I ever got, if I ever see you guys at a shoot, come hit me up. And uh, most of the time, if I drive, I'll have a bottle, and you guys could try some. No, wait a minute. Why didn't we start this interview off with that? What? Where's? Why are you saving <laughs> this to the end? Like, in fact, where was this in Chicago? What? What's going on here? You holding? Oh my goodness. This is our first shooter that we've had on here that I know of that's sponsored by any kind of alcohol and he's not sharing. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'm offended. I'm offended. Jace is hurt. He's going to go sit in the corner. You can get a bottle with Blazer's face on it. Oh, Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, no, most of the time uh, when I drive, I try and bring uh, a couple bottles just to hand out and to get uh, people to uh, hear about his company and to check his company out um, online. And um, he makes some really good flavors. He has this maple flavor that's, um, you know, it's kind of like maple syrup. You know, it's a little on the sweet side and everything, but it's really great. And um, I'll make sure I have some of that next time i see you guys that's cool yeah no appreciate that and also a super nice guy as well yes exactly yes he's a great guy same thing he would do anything for you to help you out it's awesome sometimes he just calls me up and we just talk so it's great nice well sean what about you you got anybody that you like to thank sponsors or friends or family i like to thank uh zoli uh especially norbert he's like my second father since i was growing up one of the best gunsmiths in America. And I would put him against anybody. I'll set up a challenge. I don't know if they like it or not. But uh, <laughs> they helped me out when I was a kid. And there's not a problem with my gun that hasn't been fixed. I mean, I know I shoot for him. And I may get special treatment. But everyone I ever dealt with or sent to him, nothing but good, positive reviews and great customer service from the whole team. Jason, Jenny, everybody. Also, I'd like to add... Bill Davis from Pure Gold, also been supporting me since I was a little kid, and a great family business, him and his wife do. Very honest, down-to-earth people, uh, great customer service. Any product you see me using, it's going to be, it has to be like a family or great people. Otherwise, 
I would support or shoot their products. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jason, have we, have we missed anything? I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm still a little heartbroken on the whole whiskey thing, but that's all right. Well, I'll, we'll get over that. But, uh, Hey, we'll corner um, them at the nationals. <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen, we'll down the nationals. Yeah. Okay. It's a date. Um, but, uh, but no, seriously, blaze and Sean, um, uh, Really appreciate you guys spending some time with us this evening. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. One more point real quick. I'd also like to thank my uh, my mom and dad as well for uh, helping me in getting started in this sport. And, uh, you know, for my dad introducing me to it for sure. You know, without that, I would uh, I'd not be here or be on this podcast. So got to start Same for me as well. Right there. So. Very nice. And thank you to all the parents out there. I, mean, I know how much you do, and your kid yeah. appreciates you. I know how expensive this sport is, especially now that I'm on my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get that. It's expensive, that's for sure. It is, but it's it's a good sport. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a family sport, and um, you guys have uh, you guys have proven that. So, thank you again, fellas, for sure. No problem. Thank you. Thank yeah, you guys. Two more questions. Sure. I give a shout out to Amber Singh. Sure. I like to give a quick shout out to Amber Brown and her new adventure of starting her video podcasting of uh, hunting, maybe fishing, uh, sporting clays. She wants to get everything involved in the outdoors. She's been working very hard on it the past couple months. She just let it out. So if you give her a follow and help support her, be like a local channel, local shooter, trying to do her own thing out there, be greatly appreciated. Well, I mean, I, I think that's a that's a pretty good testimonial overall, and that, that kind of shows you that in this sport how tight knit it is. So, um, you know, good for you for saying that. And yeah, we know Amber; she's a great girl. So, um, hopefully, she uh, has a lot of success with that new endeavor. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that was awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you, you know, coming on here and um, and talking about yourselves. Uh, look forward to seeing you down at the nationals. Uh, you guys doing any, any of the Florida swing going into winter? Are you guys doing the uh, the Jack Links or the Vero Beach, or uh, we're doing the Dead Pair Blast in early December. Blaze is the Florida man. I think he'll probably be down there all month. I think I'm going to Jack Links, though. I, okay. I plan on attending. As much as you guys chase the money, you ought to like the Dead Pair Blast. We got $50 back to class in prelim and uh, main. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. See? There's your motive. December 1st and 2nd at Vero Beach. Vero Beach? Yes, sir. Oh, beach trip and money. We got to check that out, Sean. <laughs> oh, we're gonna be there. Yeah, me and Jason are setting targets, so don't let that scare you off. Kind of target you set. Um, just fun. That's yeah, the fun, whole fun, fun target. target. That's all I needed to know. Well, guys, thank you very much. We appreciate you very much. All right, thank you for having us. Thank all right, you for we'll, having us on. Appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. Take care. The dead pair. What do you think, Sean? The dynamic duo of Sean Kemeter and Blaze Whitehead. Yeah, those are some pretty cool guys, man. Kind of reminds me of me and you. Obviously, a little younger, yeah, and uh, you know that kind of thing. But other than that, yeah, they seem like two two buddies. Well, so. it, the the thing is, is as goofy as they may come off, they are very serious when it comes to competing, and they both can get it done with a shotgun for sure. Oh, it sounds like it. Absolutely, it sounds like. Well, it. you know, it's kind of cool. We had a uh, a fellow sponsor in Bear Pelt with Blaze. And, you know, it's it's great companies like Bear Pelt and Elite, Fiocchi USA, RE Ranger, Atlas Traps, 
Of course, Don Grant mental training, Vero Beach clay shooting, rhino chokes. Oh my gosh, how could we possibly forget rhino chokes? Um, you know, white flyer targets. Yeah, and don't forget Oda Pro and Score Chaser. So yes, and Score Chaser. So it's it's great companies like this that that bring these guests to you week in and week out, and we can't thank them enough. And you know, I really hope that everyone is taking a minute i mean we've we've preached it i mean what are we on sean episode 140 something now i don't even know it's been so many i get lost in them sometimes but you know week in week out we we preach this i hope you guys are are taking a minute guys and gals and going and checking out these sponsors if you haven't already yeah definitely and i think the message tonight is you know you got two buddies that go out shooting all the time i mean obviously they're out there to compete and they are competitors but they're having fun that's the thing. They're out there having fun, and this is what they do for enjoyment. So, so good, good message. So, what message can we send off of that, Mister Alley? Well, I think it's it speaks for itself. I mean, and that's what we've been saying since the start of this podcast. You know, take somebody out there, get him, get him a gun in their hand, show them what shooting sporting clays or any of the clay sports is all about, because the game sells itself. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you heard Blaze. He started off uh, him and his dad going to a charity shoot, and bam. There they yeah. are. So uh, I think that that really is just the proof is in the pudding. It's a, it's a great sport, a lot of great people in it, and you're doing yourself uh, a disservice if you don't bring more friends and more people that you know into the into the fold. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, another thing too, we've got something special coming up. Um, I don't want to release the details of it just yet. It is definitely going to happen, but someone that listens to this show uh, thought enough to give back. And we are very excited. We're going to be bringing you a raffle here soon for something very exciting. And uh, yes, indeed. And I hope, I hope everybody goes and watches. What is that, Sean? Probably about a minute, maybe a minute and a half long video at the most. Um, yeah, about that. About yeah, that. go. We'll, we're going to release all this next episode. We'll have the details lined out. Uh, go watch the video. Watch what this man and his wife have done. Die hard. Dead Prayer listeners, can't thank them enough, but they found value in this podcast, and now they're giving back and they're helping. So we yeah, ho- we yeah. hope that everybody, the message that Sean preaches every week is take someone new shooting and take them to a tournament. If you don't, if you can't afford to give back to the sport somehow, you are doing just that by taking someone new shooting. Take your golf buddy or or the guy that you know wants to go play billiards or something on a weekend. Hey man, let's try something new, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, that's the big thing. I mean, it's, it's such a nice family. I mean, it's not a, it's not a very big, big sport overall. Like when you consider things like golf and stuff like that, but I, I, I keep saying it and we've said it many, many times. We've met so many good people in this sport yeah. and it's just full of great people to, to get to know. And, uh, you know, you never know who you're going to bump into at the next tournament. That's right. That's right. Hey, speaking of giving back, thank you very much to JD's Watch Repair, Jamie Dollner, uh, for donating to the Fee Task um, event at our Dead Pair Blast. Still looking for a few more sponsors to wrap that up. Uh, I would say you've got till about mid November. Um, plenty of time left. If you want to get in on this, uh, please reach out to us or you can call Vero Beach uh, Clay Shooting Sports directly. Uh, talk to Ashley. She's our girl in command there that's, that's handling everything. Um, hope to see everybody down there, man. It's going to be a fun, fun time. I think we're nearing a hundred people already, Sean, that are signed up. Yep. But, uh, Brian told me there's a lot of local people down there that wait to the last minute. So 
my my goal is to get that shoot to 200 it's an inaugural event uh but we've already started making plans for next year we haven't even <laughs> we haven't even thrown the first target of this one yet and we're already starting the plans for next year it's going to be even bigger even better so that's all right got to stay ahead of the curve man that's right stay ahead of the curve so well sean alley until next week my friend we'll see you all back here on the dead pair podcast we'll see you next time on the dead pair podcast the Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors Bear Pelt, Rhino, Odo Pro, Dawn Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, and White Flyer Targets. 